welcome back to part two of our Choose Your Own Rom-Com Christmas Spectacular. Erin, are you excited to finally find out? I'm so totally stoked. What Chrissy is going to make of her life? Will she find love? Will she recapture the Christmas spirit? And will she finally realize that business isn't all business is cracked up to be? Business! <laughs> Uh, seriously, though, before we get started, he's Aaron. She's Elizabeth. And we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. Uh, before we get started, we did watch a couple of shows and movies over the week. Uh, some Christmassy things again. Christmas isn't over yet. We still have some days. You can still enjoy yourself. It's not too late. I mean, technically, the 12 Days of Christmas is still going on. Mm-hmm. We're getting close to the end. We're getting there, but not there yet. Uh, we hope you all have... Just the safest and most wonderful plans for getting schnockered on your own couches tonight for New Year's Eve. Uh, we hope Sorry. Have <laughs> My bad. Sorry. Uh, the movie I think that Aaron and I would probably mo- be most interested in telling you to go watch is Soul, which came out on Disney Plus on Christmas Day. No, we haven't seen the new Wonder Woman yet. Please, please, no spoilers in the comments. I really want to watch it so very badly. But we didn't have internet for quite some time over the Christmas break, which was fun and made us realize how glad we are to have our DVD collection. (laughs) Uh, We are um, with T-Mobile. and uh, Wow, you're going to throw shade on them. No, I'm not. Why would I throw shade on them? Because you mentioned who they were. (laughs) Oh, uh, hashtag not sponsored by T-Mobile. We're uh, in the situation in Nashville not only affected AT&T, but it affected uh, our network as well. So um, we were without internet until, I want to say, Saturday? No, Sunday. It was like a third world country over here. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. Uh, but yeah, we um we weren't able to watch uh the the two movies that came out on Christmas Day, so we just now watched Soul and really really good. And then we also what was what are the, some of the other things that we watched? Hmm, what else we watched? Uh, we watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original, which you guys have commented on heavily about what movies are good, which ones enter into our canon for Christmas movies as far as Christmas movies go. Oh yeah, that's that's a staple. It's more of a staple for my my parents' household because my dad uh loves loves it immensely. But it's not uh I I mean it is a staple for us, but at the same time it's not. Uh this is not holiday at all, so you don't have to watch this. No. But we've <laughs> been really into uh Markiplier's latest run in the forest. <laughs> There's like four parts of it up on YouTube if you're interested in watching it. I don't know why. There's something really both. It's kind of, I imagine that's why these games are so popular. To just have a goal of cut 100 logs to build a gazebo. And you just get into your rhythm. And you start talking about cakes and pies. And <laughs> things happen organically as you go. And I, I think there is a reason for that. There are some games I'd be interested in trying. I've been looking at some Switch trailers to see some interesting stuff. Uh, the Force is available on... PlayStation 4. I was thinking Spirit Fairer. I've heard a lot of good stuff about it, and oh. it's 2D, so I don't have to worry about those that dang third dimension we're gonna get you, that we're I gonna hate. We're going to break this, break this uh, uh, adversity. Um, but yeah, the uh, it's actually the latest run, because he's played it at least one time before, I think back when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to say that he maybe played it one more time with Jacksepticeye. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't remember, we are reading from the book Build Your Own Christmas Movie Romance by Rianne Conk. Uh, it is 
so fun so far. We've had such a nice time. So let's quickly recap. Recap. Recap what Chrissy (laughs) has been doing in this, what we've made her do, honestly. Yeah. Uh, We knew Chrissy was a businesswoman, business, 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 business. uh, And she decided to take a call from her mother and tell her that she would not be able to make it to Christmas dinner, which made her mother reference Christmas shoes. Which was very and, and and just you know we don't know how long we have left in this world, uh, and that she played sad Christmas songs underneath her talk to make her feel bad about it. Um, she eventually went to her meeting where she was certain, without a doubt, she was going to get promoted, but no, she was fired. Yeah, kicked kicked to the can. Uh, what was the reason? Oh yeah, money, money. Uh, and as she walked out, she heard. Uh, a mysterious stranger named Moneybags talking about Candy Cane Falls, which is so weird because it's such a small town, her hometown. No one would surely know about it. Nah, come on. Absolutely not. Come on. Uh, then she tried to flip the desk, could not, and stormed out in a rage uh, to go have dinner with Cole, her boyfriend who she was sure, without a doubt, was going to propose to her tonight. And no, he broke up with her because they literally don't have anything in common and i mean you're so busy and i'm so busy we just have nothing us. there's yeah, no you're chemistry so busy after she just quit her job so she could not be busy for him uh we as i look through the pages we missed a lot of just terrible things about cole which really would have cemented his assholery like the fact he has a comfort made out of 100 hundred dollar bills i really there was a lot uh but she threw wine Doesn't sound very warm <laughs> she threw wine in his face Stamped off, called her mother and said, yes, I am coming to Candy Cane Falls. Uh, we decided for her not to fall in love with the Uber driver because literally he's the very first character introduced. And just because he doesn't talk about wanting to start a podcast with his buddies doesn't mean he's a recipe for love. And in the end, he did want to do one about Tom Hanks sequels. But you don't understand. No, there's there's three. <laughs> there's three. Uh, she walked in to say hi to her mom. And who should she run into? But her old high school rival, bum, 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 Nick, and he made the well, well, well joke, which was very, very good. It, it took me a second and then it took you like a minute, a minute. <laughs> uh, but let's get into it. Uh, let's see if we can help Chrissy find romance. Remember, comment below with what you think she should do as we enter scene four. For those of you watching it, for those of you listening to it this uh, later on, uh, Comment where you think we should have gone. Yeah, what do you think we should have done? And then you can go get the book and see what you would have done for Chrissy. Yeah. Scene four, the wintry frolic. (laughs) It took Chrissy hours to fall asleep that night. Hours. She tossed and turned, thinking about Nick. Thinking about thinking about Nick. Thinking about how much she wanted to not be thinking about Nick. Think about something else, she told herself. Something boring. So she tried to think about things that bored her. People who think it's interesting to hate pumpkin spice. People who like to argue about whether hot dogs are sandwiches. <laughs> People who use the word sports ball. People who still make jokes about Nickelback. The music of Nickelback. Live baseball games when she's finished eating her hot dog. Movie Fantasia. None of it worked. In part because she forgot that Fantasia was, along with being boring, also kind of scary. She tried to trick herself into falling asleep by counting backward from Nick, but that presented more troubles than it solves. How do you count backwards from a person? And when she finally fell asleep, do you know what she dreamed about? Her teeth falling out. Ooh. But then later, also about Nick. 
Nick chopping on a Christmas tree. Nick wrapping presents. Nick drinking hot cocoa. Nick saying, in my family, we got to open one present on Christmas Eve. It was usually pajamas. Really, the entire night was just a dreamscape of Nick in a Christmas activity montage. You know, Nick chopping down a tree. Nick getting real sweaty from chopping down the tree and having to take off his shirt. Nick with his rippling muscles just getting all sweaty next to his son. Nick without his son. (laughs) Uh, we did make this choice already, so this will be our first choice chosen for us. Are Nick and Chrissy rivals or high school sweethearts? We did choose for them to be rivals. 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 So let's go to the reindeer. When she woke up the next morning, she was still unbelievably, frustratingly thinking about Nick. That was not the uh, adjective I thought it was going to be. What did he think he was doing showing up at her house like this? High school had been bad enough. The two of them constantly competing at everything and Nick almost always coming out on top. A fact about which he'd be the first to remind you, Chrissy thought, rolling her eyes. (laughs) In fact, he had reminded everyone in his valedictorian speech. How had his opening lines gone? Something like, Welcome to graduation, Candy Cane Falls High School fighting reindeer. My name is Nick, and I am thrilled and honored to be delivering the graduation address this evening. Not as thrilled as I'm sure Chrissy Christopher would have been, but thrilled nonetheless. Moving on. Webster's Dictionary defines school as... Oh, you basic bitch. She couldn't understand. She couldn't stand the guy. He was so cocky, so arrogant, so... She clenched her fists. Hot. Infuriatingly right about Judy Bloom books. Stop thinking about him, she told herself for the 10th time. He's so vain, he would be thrilled to know that she'd lost sleep over him. He's so, so vain. So, so, her mind drifted once more back to his forearm, vain. (laughs) (laughs) You're so vainy. You probably think this song is about you. When she finally came downstairs later that morning, Nick was already out back, hard at work in the candy cane fields. Of course. Yeah, we forgot. Yes, the candy cane fields. Yes, because good candy canes are. Imagine a candy cane only like so much better, and that's an organic candy cane. So. I did have a question about this. Do, is it do they grow like gigantic and then they har- harvest it from them, or do they grow up to only be ace big and then they have like you know they have baby carrots? Okay, let's baby take our bets right now. I think that they grow up from the ground small. You have to bend over to pick them up, which is why it's such thankless work. And people started making them from machines. Mm. How do you, so? Maybe what do you think? Um, I like the tree idea, but I'm gonna go with in the ground. Oh no, no, yeah, I'm saying like no, they grow like it's a giant candy cane, and then they harvest it from that. There's like they can like, ch- oh, like chip ch- it down, chip it down, and make yeah. it into tons of little candy canes. But I do like the idea of like going through a candy cane orchard and picking them. Oh yeah. Um, but if they if they do have to bend over, like couldn't they just use like one of those scythes where how they used to cut wheat and shit like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. But it would have to be like super sharp. Super sharp. You know, that's probably why his veins are so big from sharpening that blade. (laughs) When she finally came downstairs later that morning, Nick was already out back, hard at work in the candy cane fields. Here, honey, said her mother, bustling about the kitchen. I made you some morning candy cane hot chocolate. Oh. Chrissy Class. Oh, this just makes Okay, now I like candy canes, not chocolate. But together? Yeah, you just just dip it in. Yeah, I I think it was, I was, sorry, I had a different form in my mind. Chrissy clasped the mug in two hands and took a deep breath of the rising steam. What strain of mint is this, Mom? She asked. I thought you would notice, her mom replied. That's from this year's candy cane harvest. We're calling it Noel Limits. Your dad would have been really proud of this one. It's so minty. I'm sorry, did Bob Belcher like, come in and help me? Oh, yeah, things? absolutely. It's so minty, but it's still really smooth, said Chrissy, ignoring the comment about her father. It was too painful. I can feel it tingling through my entire body. 
Hold up. That, that's not even been mentioned. Yeah, it's part of her secret backstory that she hasn't uh. revealed yet. Her mother nodded. Yes, Noel Limits is definitely a body peppermint, as opposed to the other little crop we tried out this year, Christmas Blaze. That one you feel more in your head. This really is like medical grade mittenness, Mom, Chrissy said, impressed. I didn't think this was your style. I'm actually kind of surprised you can handle this. Her mom rolled her eyes. Please, she said. I was a teenager in the 60s. I have forgotten more strains of peppermint than you will ever try. Oh, my God. Don't get high on your own supply. Don't do it. It's really delicious, Mom, Chrissy said, savoring the candy. Her mother beamed with pride. I was really pleased with this year's crop. I guess there must have been just a little extra Christmas magic around the house this year. And like hint, that. Hint, and, that Nick. And like He's that. Saucy. <laughs> and like, I might have a turn with him. <laughs> Get my candy cane stuffed. And just like that, Chrissy's good mood disappeared. There's no such thing as magic, Mom, she said. And there's no such thing as Christmas. Well, that second part is just patently untrue, her mother said. It's a bank holiday. <laughs> Chrissy, Can't even say federal. <laughs> Chrissy's face clouded. You know what I mean? You always do this. You always have to bring up Christmas. Well, it's really hard not to, her mom started when Chrissy interrupted. This kind of conversation would never happen in the big city, she snapped. A never. Never. A furious silence hung between them. I think I'll go see if Nick wants any hot chocolate, Chrissy said finally. Since the harvest is so big, I mean, she added quickly. Since it's a big, strong harvest, I just want to make sure he has energy to harvest. I'm doing this for you, Mom, she concluded unconvincingly. Good idea, her mother said quietly. I'm, I'm sorry, Chrissy said. I shouldn't have yelled. You know how hard it's been since the incident. Since the incident. The incident. I know, Not honey. Since the accident. Her mother replied, but that was years ago. You've got to move on. Or at least you've got to be able to have an in-depth conversation with me about it right here and right now. Should Chrissy continue the conversation about the incident with her mom or ignore her and move on to the next subject? Well, there's no one to give their opinion, so it's all up to me. It's up to you, my if, love. If, if I'm watching a terrible rom-com, she ignores the conversation and she goes outside to Nick. But what do in you real, want Chrissy in to do? real life, she has this big in-depth conversation. I'm actually, I'm actually leaning towards that because I want to know. I think my my theory is that somebody, something happened to her father during Christmas. Yes, and she's lost the Christmas spirit. Exactly. Oh. So <laughs> one's more fun and interesting. The other one is more character development. So, uh, I, you know what? It's our book. I'm going to say the in-depth conversation. Yes. Backstory time. <laughs> Fine, Mom. Chrissy snapped. You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. You want to go? You want to go? go? Her mother's eyes widened as though she hadn't expected the conversation to go in this direction. <laughs> I didn't expect this conversation to go in this direction, she said. <laughs> I know, said Chrissy. I can tell by how your eyes widened. Carrot is spelled with a K. Are you reading my word bubbles? <laughs> my eyesight's really good from all the carrots. <laughs> it's a super random thing. Okay, her mom sighed. Let's get down to business. Chrissy, Busy business. Chrissy perked up. Then she realized, oh, right, not that kind of business. <laughs> no, not the, uh, and not even the uh, Mulan kind of business to defeat the Huns. All I know, her mother continued, is that before Did 10 years ago, when I asked for sons. you loved Christmas, and then we took that Christmas trip to the cabin, and ever since, I've hardly been able to mention Christmas in your presence, and then you moved to the city, and your shoulders and elbows got sharper, and <sighs> since then, you've just been so different, she finished. 
a briefcase in the shape of a woman, if I could be so bold. Yeah, she started wearing a short skirt with a long jacket. I already made that joke. I don't apologize. Oh, sure, her mother replied. Uh, Do you remember, Mom, what happened that weekend in the cabin? Chrissy asked. Oh, sure, her mother replied. That was an eventful one. I remember we were locked out when we arrived, even though we let the Airbnb hosts know that we'd be there at six. And I remember how the first night I spilled my hot chocolate and said, clumsy much? And everyone laughed, which made me feel so good. So I said it again, only you guys didn't laugh as hard the second time. And I remember how difficult the shower faucet was to work. You had to push in and then turn, Chrissy interrupted. Exactly, her mom said. And I remember those carolers came by and sang to all of us, and then one by one, they all tramped back out into the snow, except the one little boy who stayed behind, the one who was using a cane and wearing one of those old-timey newsboy caps and jangling a tin cup. And I remember he asked for you specifically by name, and his eyes got all sparkly, and he said something that seemed very ominous, you remember. Her mother leaned in and whispered the mysterious phrase to Chrissy, and then, she continued, there was the sound of quietly tinkling bells in the air and the little boy kind of vanished into the mist. And then afterward, we wanted to make dinner, and we absolutely could not find where they stored the colanders. But I then we finally... <laughs> I'm sorry, you're going to Tiny Tim ghost us and not tell us any more? <laughs> How dare you, author? How dare you? I know. Uh, but when we finally found them in the lower left cabinets, but that's when we remembered we were eating pizza. But we'd spent all that time looking through what we didn't want it to have been a waste. So then we shoved the pizza through the colander holes anyway. And then I went to the bathroom. And when I came back, your father had died. And then we couldn't figure out the reason. <laughs> <laughs> and then we figured out the reason we'd been having so much trouble with the Wi-Fi was that the password had the number one in it, not an I. And then basically that was the weekend. Do you remember, Chrissy said slowly, the part of the story where you said you went to the bathroom? Of course, her mother replied. And do you remember what happened right after you went to the bathroom? Chrissy asked. Sure, her mom said. We started looking for the colander. That's not, Chrissy started. Your father died, her mother interrupted. Of course I knew that was what you were referring to. Considering the tone of this conversation and the weighing of significance between events, it would be absolutely absurd for me to assume that you were referring to what was not the tragic death of your father, but instead an adjacent, absolutely banal activity. Banal. Banal. Banal? Banal. Chrissy Bene nodded. Banane? Banane. Chrissy nodded, her eyes full of tears. What I never told you, she said, her voice quavering, was that when Dad died that night, it was my fault. What do you mean? Her mother asked, concerned. She hated secrets. Well, you know what the paramedics said was his cause of death, Chrissy said. Her mother nodded. Yes, she said, reminiscing. I think the exact quote was, well, guess his sleigh just ran out of gas. Yes, said Chrissy. It was extremely folksy. It also, <laughs> it also completely obscured the fact that he died from a snake bite and also demonstrated a fundamental misunderstanding of how slaves work. It was kind of cute how they decorated the inside of the ambulance with holly wreaths for Christmas, her mom admitted. I remember that. Chrissy smiled. I can still picture it. The holly and the IV. <laughs> sure, her mom said, but I know all of this. I went to the bathroom, and when I came back, I found out your father had been bitten by a Grinch snake, the only venomous snake active during Christmas break in the Midwestern United States. But what you don't know, Chrissy said, sniffling, is that I tried to save him, and I I messed it all up. I failed. And now it's my fault he's dead, and I'll never celebrate another Christmas as long as I live. She buried her head in her hands. Of course it's not your fault, her mother said, rubbing Chrissy's back. Although she was, of course, curious to hear more. Because maybe it was Chrissy's fault? A little <laughs> bit? Just a hair? 
It is, Chrissy sobbed. It is, because as soon as I saw that dad had been bitten, I did what you always taught me to do in case of a freak winter snake bite. I melted down a quart of candy canes, and I spread the resulting peppermint goo over his wound like a salve. You did everything right, sweetie. Her mom cooed everything. Everyone knows that a vicious glop of melted candy cane is the first, best, and only treatment for an unexpected winter Grinch snake bite. I know you've always said that, Chrissy said, but I couldn't make it work. The simplest cure in the world, and I botched it, and that's how I know it's my fault. Her mom sighed. Honey, she said slowly, there's something you should know. Something your dad and I tried to hide from you. Now I realize we never should have. What is it? What is it? Asked Chrissy. Was her dad secretly a king? She wondered to herself. <laughs> Before your dad, who was not a king, died, her mother explained. We had been going through a rough patch financially. The business was losing money fast. We tried everything we could, but it soon became clear that we were going to lose the whole candy cane business if we didn't take drastic measures. So we did what we swore we'd never do. She paused and took a deep breath. Then, looking Chrissy in the eyes, she said, We started using genetically modified ingredients in our candy canes. Chrissy gasped. Like from that evil corporation, Monsanto? She asked. <laughs> I thought you were completely against them. There's so many, there's so many twists and turns in this, in this one page. This one page has just been like, I'm on the edge of my Well, not really. But uh, I, in, I'm mentally on the edge of my I'm seat. I'm mentally on the edge of my seat. We were, her mom reassured. We are, but for a time, that was the only way we could cut costs until we were profitable again. We were so ashamed, but we didn't know what else to do. Okay, Chrissy said. But I guess I don't see what that has to do with the night Dad died. Chrissy's mom brushed her hair back from her face. Don't you see, sweetie, she asked. Those candy canes you tried to make the salve. You didn't know it. But they were the genetically modified ones. They don't have the same healing properties that naturally grown candy canes do. We should have told you about the Monsanto deal from the beginning. You did everything right. But there was nothing you could have done that night. It was never your fault. Chrissy sat down hard in a chair. A wave of relief washing over her. It hadn't been her fault. She still had one more question, though. I still spent a good 20 minutes making the salve before calling the paramedics, she admitted. I never considered it before, but do, do you think maybe I should have called sooner? Chrissy's mother gripped her by the shoulders. Now listen here, young lady. There's not a person alive on this earth who wouldn't have made the exact same choice as you. What could a paramedic do that a glob of melted candy can't? Fall in love, Chrissy answered. But medically, her mom continued, <laughs> why could you ever choose a paramedic over a candy cane? Chrissy shrugged and looked at the floor. Maybe her mother was right. Maybe her father's death hadn't been her fault after all. Maybe, maybe now she could stop hating Christmas? Maybe there's a little bit more. Uh, Nick and Greg have asked, what the hell medical books has she been reading? And I replied, the series from Dr. Buddy to Elf. That's the one. Just then, there was that same faint tinkling sound again, like bells. You hear that, right? Chrissy asked. Hmm? Her mother replied absently. Hear what? Nothing, Chrissy muttered. Just the sound of my Christmas spirit returning. All right. Uh, oh, I, another choice. What? <laughs> uh, let's see. We have chosen for Nick and Chrissy to be rivals. They really want us to make sure that we don't change our minds on this one. All right. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure about this? Are you sure? Come on. They could be high school sweethearts, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. No, we got this. No, we want to go the uh, the um, uh, Drake and Josh and uh, Princess Bride 2 and uh, any others like that route. <laughs> where they're rivals first. And then, just maybe, for the magic of Christmas. Magic of Movement outside the window caught Chrissy's attention. What's Ned doing out there anyway, she said in a purposely casual tone. Ned? Her mom gave her a look. You mean Nick, she asked. 
All right, whatever, said Chrissy, flipping her hair. Nick, I think about him so little, I'm always forgetting. So what's what's his name doing out there? Don't answer. I don't actually care. She paused. You can answer if you want. He's harvesting candy canes, her mother responded. Methinks doth lady doth protest too much. He had a few weeks off of work for the holiday. When he heard I needed help, he was the first to volunteer. That doesn't sound like the Nick I know, said Chrissy. I mean Ned, whoever. I slept well last night. What kind of job just gives you a few weeks off in December? What is he, CEO of not working? He's an award-winning first-grade teacher, her mom said. <laughs> hey, you're almost, you were almost an award too. I'm almost Nick. Chrissy found her mouth had gone dry. I really, I think she would be salivating at that. Oh, award-winning first-grade teacher, huh? huh? Probably just wanted to relive the glory days, she said. Forget not being able to leave high school behind. He couldn't even leave elementary school behind. Pretty sad. Well, he's not teaching at your elementary school, her mom corrected her. Chrissy furrowed her brow. How is that possible? There was only one elementary school in town. He's actually teaching at the children's hospital, her mother explained. Oh, my God. Chrissy's mouth had gone dry again. <laughs> She's... On a special unit for children who are... something else ga gained that moisture. <laughs> on a special unit for children who are terminally cute, her mom continued. Oh, come on. They'll be okay medically, she added quickly. It's just their cuteness is very advanced. I got a cuteness reduction. Here, here and here. Chrissy's eyes having a hard time focusing. Nick's co-teacher is a golden retriever, her mom said after a moment. That felt important to add. That's not... <laughs> I don't think that dog has an education degree. Chrissy shook her head. That doesn't make sense, she said. I knew Nick. He's the most self-absorbed person I've ever met. Have you ever considered her mother started that maybe Nick is a different person than he was in high school? Chrissy shrugged. You've certainly changed since you were in school, her mom added. Remember back when Jurassic Park came out, how you had that gigantic crush on Jeff Goldblum? And now that you're an adult, I'm sure the very idea feels silly to you. Right, said Chrissy slowly. It's definitely not a crush that has miraculously improved with age and grows stronger every day. Exactly, said her mom. You've changed. It's the same with Nick. Uh, 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 uh. oh, longer. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you think I should bring him that hot chocolate? Chrissy finally asked. Oh, it's probably cold now. Her mom grinned slyly. You could, she said. Okay, Chrissy nodded. I will. But as she walked out the back door and into the candy cane fields, it occurred to Chrissy for the first time. When it came to bringing Nick hot chocolate, she had been so preoccupied with whether she could, she didn't stop to think about if she should. Deep, man. <sighs> Real deep. Oh, we're, getting, we're coming to a choice. <clears throat> She marched out to the candy cane field until she found Nick at last, plucking candy canes from Nick the Nick at last, Nick at last, plucking candy canes from the ground, ah. ah, and tossing them into a large festive bucket. People from the big city might not know this, but when candy canes come out of the ground, they're uncut. Instead of having a hook on just one end, there is a hook on each end. After harvesting, one of the hooks is chopped off, leaving the J-shaped candy people know and love. So there, <laughs> now you know. Just a big. A big C yeah, for really, Christmas. Like an elongated, Christmas. elongated C. Why don't they just cut it in half? I was thinking the exact same thing. And then Maybe that'll be a point later where she, how she saves money. It's uh, how she's going to save them money. Damn it. Okay. How she's going to save Christmas. Nick, she said, but he didn't respond. <laughs> uh, Nick uh, has... Other uh, Nick. Yeah, other Nick. Uh, remember when people wrote in your yearbooks, don't ever change. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> Nick, she said a little louder. Still nothing. Nick, she shouted this time, and that got his attention. He turned around. 
Ah, oh, man, they're still rivals. Ah, oh, we don't get to make any choices as long as they <laughs> continue with this. Sorry, he called, looking up at last. I was just thinking about, uh, just thinking about, he paused. I was thinking, he oh. continued at last, about that time at the ninth grade spelling bee, when it came down to the both of us, and you went out on pretty amateur move. Chrissy felt her face, and you actually, I need you to spell that. How do you think is spelled? H A. Nope. There. There you go. It's U's. H U M N H U M N. It's it's all U's all the way down. Humana, humana. Humana, humana. Humana. Ooh, pie. Chrissy felt her face start to flush. I spelled it correctly, she snapped. I knew there was a kako over the antrepenultimate A. I just didn't know I was expected to tell that to the judges. And anyway, didn't Coach Pyron read all of your cues to you? What word did you win on again? I believe it was numb, Nick said, grinning wildly. Coach was very proud of me for getting the silent B. You know what? Chrissy started, but then Nick held up his hand, stopping her. No, wait, 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 he said. You're right. I am? Chrissy asked, confused. You actually think I'm right about the spelling bee? Nick rolled his eyes. Not just the spelling bee, he said all of it. I think I don't know who the best speller at the bee was. You think I don't know who actually deserved to be valedictorian? Come on, Chrissy. I know I'm not as smart as you, but I'm not dumb. I knew it. You knew it. Everyone always knew it. He shrugged. I guess I acted the way I did back then because I was just embarrassed to be... He chilled off for a second. Just embarrassed to be the biggest dumb-dumb in the world, I guess, he said quietly. Hey, Chrissy said, interjecting. Absolutely not. You drive me nuts, but I won't let you talk about yourself that way. You aren't the biggest dumb-dumb in the world. Not the biggest. You're actually very... Nick burst out laughing, cutting her off. No, stop, stop, don't do this, he said, laughing. I was kidding. I'm sorry. Come on. I know I'm not the biggest dum-dum in the world, Chrissy. I'm definitely not as smart as you. Hearing this admission, Chrissy blushed so hard she matched the red stripes on the candy canes. But I'm perfectly average. Like, I may have ridden the Matt Christopher train into the butterfly reading group, but once I was there, I held my own. I don't mean to brag, he shrugged, but I read all of Bridget Terabithia during silent reading time. I've never even told anyone. But that's a sixth grade book, Chrissy said. And besides, how did you get through that book without crying? I think I would have noticed. You don't remember when I was suddenly diagnosed with allergies that year? Nick asked. <laughs> sure, Chrissy said, slowly remembering. Well, it turns out I was allergic to pollen, Nick said. I was allergic to a little chapter called No. Chrissy clapped her hands over her mouth. The watercolor paint set floating down the river, she whispered. Nick bit his lip. The way his father did the milking for him that morning, he whispered back. That was what got me. Exactly. No, wait a minute, Chrissy said, snapping out of her Terabithia trance. What are you doing? Why are you telling me all of this now? Chrissy Hopefully the asked. book is better than the movie. Because after last night, I couldn't stop thinking about how I didn't want you to think that I was still the arrogant jerk you knew in high school, Nick shrugged. We probably won't become best friends, but if we're going to be stuck with each other for the next few weeks, I thought maybe it would be nice to start fresh. Maybe friends? Chrissy eyed him suspiciously. You never wanted to be friends, she said. Highly sus. You were too busy trying to make my life miserable. Maybe I liked you and just didn't know how to express it, Nick cried. The idea that young boys like pull pigtails and call girls names because they have crushes on them is actually super toxic, Chrissy exclaimed. That actually makes a lot of sense, Nick shouted back, and it will affect how I teach my son to treat women. But come on, Chrissy, why do you think it of the spelling bee and all that other stuff if it wasn't trying to spend time with you? Oh! <gasps> Chrissy tried to respond but no words came out. She opened her mouth over and over again, but no, just silence. She stood there croaking like a very emotionally overwhelmed frog. 
When finally she got one word to come tumbling out. Hot, she croaked. Nick raised his eyes. Hot, she croaked again, trying to force out another word. Finally it came. Hot chocolate, hot chocolate. Here, she said. Is that her safe word? Thrusting the mug toward him. I came to say that I brought you candy cane hot chocolate. You look like you were getting sweaty. So I thought I'd get you some thick. Sweaty and hot. So I thought I'd get you some thick hot milk. He finished smiling. You remembered my favorite after basketball snack. Oh. Oh, yeah. Thought Chrissy. I almost forgot he played every sport. <laughs> How could I forget? Asked Chrissy. I remember watching you at halftime while all your teammates were sipping on Gatorades and waters. There you were. Chugging a mug of steaming hot chocolate milk. <laughs> you were different from the other guys. No, I'm duh. Not, I am not like the other guys. And then I'd puke everywhere, he said, uh, grinning. Oh, no wonder. And then you'd puke everywhere, she agreed. The janitors must have hated you. They uh, did. They signed a petition for me to stop drinking it while, uh, after games. Actually, I'd usually stick around and help clean, Nick admitted. Go, oh, God. School janitors are criminally overworked and underpaid, and I was obviously committing to a fluid regimen that was really pretty risky, puke-wise. Anyway, Nick said, accepting a mug at last, taking a long gulp. Thank you. This is, he said, looking deeply in her eyes, exactly what I needed. Excellent. Chrissy started to blush when suddenly she felt something wet land on her nose. She glanced up. It was starting to snow. Hey, she said dumbly. It's snowing. I've got an idea, said Nick. I need to get these two rows harvested before the snow covers everything up. Let's make a game of it. You in? Chrissy nodded, still sorting through everything Nick had said in the last ten minutes. Take this, Nick said, handing her a bucket, and we'll race. First one to finish their row wins. Ready? Uh, before we go on to that point, uh, uh, Nick and Greg have a, uh, a great idea for a new Gatorade flavor. Oh, no! <laughs> Heavens, no! Listen here, is this Gatorade? I've got the perfect flavor for you. For special boys. Chrissy nodded. She was doing <laughs> boys so much. Boys unlike any other. <laughs> she was doing so much nodding lately. On your mark, get set, go, Nick cried, and immediately dropped to the ground, ripping candy canes out of the earth and throwing them into his bucket. With his big, veiny arms. At times, his arms seemed to be moving so fast that they were blurry, but then Chrissy realized she just had a snowflake in her eye. <laughs> You're falling behind, Nick cried gleefully as he moved down his rope. Chrissy was still crouched at the very beginning of her row, struggling to yank a particularly stubborn candy cane out of the ground. Not two minutes later, Chrissy heard Nick exclaim, And done! He trotted back down the rows to Chrissy, pumping his fist in mock celebration. And meanwhile, I'm here, working on this first candy cane, Chrissy laughed. She gave it a tug. It was still stuck. Really plant your feet, Nick said from behind her. Use your body weight to pull. Chrissy dug her heels in, grasped the stubborn candy cane with both hands, and yanked. This time it worked. The candy cane popped out of the soil, sending Chrissy tumbling backward, right into Nick, knocking him over. He fell to the ground, and she landed on top of him. Oh, my. Oh, my. You, uh... Oh, your, your veiny arms. Do you have a black dress shirt that you can button up only halfway? <laughs> Embarrassed, Chrissy tried to untangle herself from Nick and get up, but her efforts only made everything worse. Of course. Somehow, she ended up belly to belly, nose to nose with Nick. She was close <laughs> Something enough, else is something else. She was close enough to smell his breath. It was Minty. Should Chrissy apologize and get up or try to kiss him? Oh. Ooh. Pacing is so important in these things. But they are nose to nose. They are nose to nose. Belly to belly. Something else is something else. Um, I don't know. Uh, we've got a little bit of an audience. Uh, audience, what do you guys think? Should Chrissy make... apologize and get up 
or try to kiss him. Ooh, interesting. We got some people uh, polling in. Yeah, we got uh, one vote for trying to kiss him. Ooh. Yeah. See if we get any others in just a second. Um, I think after we make this choice, or um, after the fallout, <laughs> if you will, of this <laughs> choice, uh, we should uh, go ahead and head to the sponsor dome. Sounds good. Um, all right. Any more? You know, votes? I I'm thinking, like. Chrissy's earned a lot emotionally by going through her troubled past. I think she deserves a kiss. Well, uh, we did actually just get a vote for apologizing from Amanda. Ooh. Miss Askew. Oh, I don't know. What do you think? I'm going to say, you know what? It's, uh, it's, it's Candy Cane Falls. Uh, the magic? Yeah. Uh, I was trying to make a It's a Chinatown reference, Jake. Uh <laughs> Uh, but it did not work. Anyways, um, <laughs> let's. Hmm. You know what? She throws caution to the wind. She's already <gasps> thrown caution to the wind before. She's gonna try and kiss him. She's gonna try. I don't actually. I don't know if that would oh. be what her. Oh, oh, we're does. so lost. I'm gonna say. You know what? I'm actually. I'm gonna go Amanda's route. Sorry, Nick and Greg. She tries. She apologized and tries to get up. Oh, okay. No, we'll we'll do it. Uh, I will say there is a uh, an amazing line in here about uh, watching a deer die in if she dies to go to kiss. So, oh. but that's too late. We'll never know why that's important. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> Sorry, Chrissy whispered. Hey, he said, smiling. What's red and white and dead all over? What she said. Print media. He said soberly, poking her in the cheek where her melted candy cane had left a festive stain. I'm having a lot of fun with you right now. But even in times like these, I just think it's so important to remember the importance of high-quality local journalism. Yes, absolutely, she said, scrubbing to get up. Local news was so important. In fact, back when she first moved to the city, she used to subscribe to a small local paper. What was it called again? The New York Gazette? The New York Situations? The Big City Times? Odd, she thought. She had never forgotten something about living in the city before. She quizzed herself nightly regarding all the details of her business and city life, just in case anyone from a small town ever challenged her about anything ever. But now... Was Nick a bad influence or a good one? Mm. She had some thinking to do. All right. We're skipping all those pages. Oh, sorry. Here we go. I think. Should we? No, go? no. This is. This, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I think I have. It's time for me. Goodbye, Nick. She said. Nick flopped backward into the dirt again, content, covered in snowflakes. If Chrissy had looked back as she walked away, she would have seen that two of his abs were poking out beneath his shirt. But instead, she just hurried inside and slammed the door. Next time, guys, Nick whispered to his stomach muscles. <laughs> All right. And now it note. is time for the sponsor dome. Two sponsors enter. One sponsor leaves. Well, our main sponsor, uh, as always, is Audible. Audible is uh, giving our listeners and viewers a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership, which may actually be two at the moment because of a special that they're doing. I'm unsure. Um, but you'll, you'll at least get one. Uh, just go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea. And that's T-O the idea. And browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening 
It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea to get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. Too bad they don't have any choose-your-own-adventures. That'd be fun. Oh, gosh. How would you even do an audiobook for hey, choose-your-own-adventure? Get me on the phone. Oh, there must be a way. You must be, like, skipping around or going to, like, certain time codes in it to, like, figure out. Or it's in an interactive thing. I've yeah. seen some things where, you like, you, choose, you do choose-your-own-adventure. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, yeah. They should absolutely do it. So, Liz, what is our audiobook recommendation today? Uh, our recommendation is uh, another book I just finished uh, going towards my 52 and 52 goal for this year. Uh, it is the last day of the year. I don't think I'm going to be able to read five books in one day, so that may be the end for me. But I did get really close, and I think that it's nice just to know I have so much cool new things that I've read and learned about this year. Do you want to talk about your sh- uh, trip to Barnes & Noble recently? Yes. So we came into a little bit of gift card money, and I, like a fool, went to Barnes & Noble because a friend said, oh, I've got a gift card. Will you come help me? I'm like, sure, you're feeding my addiction, but let's go. And I did walk away from him with nothing in my hand and then come back with six books piled up. I don't know how it happened. That's what a bookstore does to me. And I feel very, very lucky and blessed because I got to buy sequels while they were still in hardback format. I never get to do that. I always have to wait a year before the paperback comes out because it's 10 bucks cheaper, but we got to splurge. Yeah, at one point when I finally joined them, uh, we walked to a very specific area and I had to pull you away from not one, not two, but three tables. Yeah, I did. I did put three of the books back. So you don't even yeah. saw the books I turned down to not add to the stack. I It was to the point where it was getting a little heavy. So perhaps it was a good thing. <laughs> I had to work out more this year. Get them guns. Uh, the book we're going to recommend today is called Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. This is the most recent book I've read. Uh, it's really fun because it's so, it's like, I read a lot of young adult novels, but I don't often read young adult novels from a young adult's perspective. Like normally it's Katniss where she's, it's a fantasy world. This is like a girl living in our world, trying to go to college and failing miserably because her twin sister doesn't want to live with her, which is all they've done their entire lives. She doesn't understand her roommate. Boys are weird. And (laughs) through it all, she's writing this incredibly popular fanfic. That is, uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to guess it's a parody on Harry Potter. Uh, the the books are based on a character called Simon Snow. Yeah. And there's like seven books. The eighth one is coming out. Then they go to a midnight book premiere Ooh. and everything. Uh, and uh, her fanfic is like super powerful. And uh, the part for me that really got me was eventually she goes to a fiction writing class, and for like her second assignment, she does write a fanfic because she knows she's a good writer and she is. And our professor's like, so you can't do these. These aren't your characters. She's like, I know the arguments. Like, I took them and I did something different with them. It's my story. And so it, like, presents, like, this interesting argument between the two. And if you're supposed to, like, what is the solution? Are you supposed to grow beyond your fanfic? Is fanfic important and relevant? But it hides it all between this really nice just family dynamic of her and her twin sister falling out and then coming to reconciliation, their mother abandoning them, like, all these really cool college things, and I really enjoyed it. You know, the typical college things with your mother abandoning your family. <laughs> before, happened before college. Yeah. Uh, so I recommend it. I also recommend Rainbow Rowell. Uh, I've liked everything I've read by her. She also wrote the graphic novel Pumpkinheads, which was really oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I've really enjoyed it. I'm interested in reading the next one, which is apparently the fanfic, Carry On, which mm. is the one that she's writing in here. I don't know if it's the exact same thing, but it's the same title. 
So I'm interested. Uh, it's basically what if uh, Harry and Draco actually secretly loved each other and finally got together in the end, and all that tension was just romantic tension. Ooh, Potter, Draco. Draco. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so Fangirl is, of course, by Rainbow Rowell, um, narrated by Rebecca Lohman and Maxwell Caulfield. Uh, it's about 12 hours or just under 13 uh, in the synopsis. And then there's the, the top review, and you'll love this. Okay. Um, Kath is a Simon Snow fan. Okay, the whole world is a Simon Snow fan, but for Kath, being a fan is her life, and she's really good at it. She and her twin sister, Ren, ensconced themselves in the Simon Snow series when they were just kids. It's what got them through their mother leaving. Reading, rereading, hanging out in Simon Snow forums, writing Snow, Simon Snow fanfics, dressing up like the characters for every movie premiere. Kath's sister has only go, mostly grown away from the fandom, but Kath can't let go. The top, or the one that they've suggested for uh, reviews is, couldn't stop listening, then it was O-V-E-R. Yeah, it does end. It kind of the same way that Soul kind of ends. Like, you want more, but the story is done. But you want more. So now we have to go write fanfic of our things now. Yeah. And uh, you are not alone in your need for not only books, but hardback books. Uh, as Amanda, it has the same affliction. <laughs> I feel sorry for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, having been here or being here, yeah. Because uh, I got a, a gift card for $100, uh, over $100, and it was almost spent entirely on books. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, Aaron, could you pull up a website? It's either called bookstore.org or bookshop.org. Uh, yes. Do you want to say what the other... Um... That's what this is going to be. Oh, cool. Bookstore. Okay. I am forgetting the exact name, so I want to make sure I get it right. Uh, that is not it, so probably bookshop. It's got a purple front page. Neither of them are coming up. Will you please Google online bookshop oh boy this is great content I'm, uh, yeah I'm, I'm sure glad no, that I'm everyone's so watching okay. this online uh, bookstore it's it's buy okay the online premise is that you buy books online but you're supporting local independent booksellers and i want to talk about it bookshop.org yeah i said org you didn't say org you said com uh those who are listening i did say org um, so yeah, it does have the, yeah, purple. Okay. okay. Support local bookstores, shop online with bookshop. Uh, so bookshop is really cool and I want to use it a lot more this year now that we're finally out of gift cards. Uh, so I know that we all love going to the bookstore and looking around and shopping, uh, but we probably are pretty limited in where we can go and do it. And we all want to support our local booksellers, but so many of them have had to have appointments to go in or have to close and do it all virtually. Or you may not live in an area that has a cool independent bookstore. So this website is a really good place to go and buy your books online. Not only are they online, so you just get them shipped to you, which is the convenience that you're all looking for. Buying them supports independent booksellers. It's like you're buying books from those independent bookstores themselves. So if you're like me and you were still using Amazon for actual book buying, you know, like they were originally, you can now do a more ethically feel better thing by going to this website, bookshop.org. Um, that is what I would like to recommend this week. Uh, they actually do have digital gift cards, so, um, and it looks, I, I can't tell how long this number's been going, but they've raised over 10 millions for lo local bookstores, so it's actually really cool. Um, we'll try to post the, um, 
link link in uh we spent so long trying to figure it out it only makes sense we should do that <laughs> uh i'll put it in the comments of the live video here but uh we'll also um be sure to include it in the description whenever we post the um, edited one sounds good so are we ready what next for chrissy we're on to scene five the dramatic mix-up i'm very excited for this Chrissy did not have a crush on Nick. That's what she would tell herself in the mirror every morning. The way you do when you definitely don't have a crush on someone. So maybe it would be more appropriate to say that Chrissy wouldn't let herself admit that she had a crush on Nick. When she saw him around her mom's house, she smiled and said hi, but that was it. She would hurry off to wherever she was headed next, never letting the conversation go too far. <laughs> hi. Hi. It wasn't just that she was still giddy from and embarrassed by their last encounter in the candy cane fields. It was also that she had just been out of a long-term relationship. Her heart was still a little broken over Cole, but even if it hadn't been, now just wasn't the time to get mixed up with someone new. So as much as she could, she avoided Nick. Still, Nick kept finding ways to let her know he was thinking of her. <laughs> Should Nick express his feelings through candy canes, show Chrissy he's thinking of her with peppermint bark, try to win her heart by saying the six words every woman wants to hear? Yes, you can buy more books. Oh, you did it, Aaron, in one. In one. Um, Candy canes, peppermint bark, or the six words every woman wants to hear. <laughs> I would choose between one of the two candy cane or peppermint things, um, but I want to ask the audience as well. Uh, so what do you think, peppermint? Bark, uh, candy canes. I think Amanda liked that too. Um, or the six words that are probably not. Yes, you can buy more books. <laughs> probably not, but I think I know what they are. <laughs> Christmas is very much real, Chrissy. <clears throat> no, it's <laughs> I am sorry you were right. That's my I'm guess. That's not. That's just oh. a guess. That's just a guess. That's not in the book. I don't oh. know what's in the book. I was just saying. Um, okay, so we've had two votes for the peppermint bark. All right, peppermint bark. It is. Turn to page eighty-eight. Here we go. Like the morning, Chrissy woke up to the sound of screams from downstairs. She bolted upright in bed in a panic, just in time to hear the front door slam and footsteps pound up the stairs. Chrissy. It's amazing, her mom was yelling, her voice getting closer and closer. Chrissy, wake up. You've got to see this. The door to Chrissy's room burst open. Mom, Chrissy cried, pulling the covers up to her neck. Whatever happened and knocking? Chrissy's mom waved her off, still trying to catch her breath. The trees, Chrissy, she panted. It's a miracle. You've got to come see. Can you please give me a minute to get dressed then, Chrissy asked. I'd appreciate some privacy. Oh, this privacy thing again, her mom said, waving her off. This is the diary incident of 2003 all over again. You read my diary, Chrissy cried, suddenly remembering. You were snooping. I was not, her mother replied indignantly. It's like I told you. I was cleaning under your bed, and the diary just happened to fall open to the page where you confessed your darkest secrets. We both know you read more than one page, Chrissy said. Well, if I did, it wasn't on purpose, her mom insisted. What, is it my fault that just as I was finished accidentally reading the first page, a gust of wind came in through your bedroom window and just happened to blow it open to the next page? Mom, Chrissy said, please just wait in the hallway. I'll be out in a minute. Chrissy emerged from her room a minute later, fully dressed but still yawning. Okay, she said. What was this you were saying about miracle trees? 
you'll see, Chrissy's mom said, follow me. They walked down the stairs, out the front door, crossed the porch and into the yard. Here, Chrissy's mom said, walking up to one of the oldest trees on their property. Look at the birch. There's something going on with the bark. What? That it peels off? Chrissy asked, approaching the tree. Everyone knows about that. Suddenly, she froze, staring at the tree. Slowly, she reached out, tentatively touching the white bark. Brow furrowed, she brought her fingers back to her lips and licked them. They tasted like white chocolate, her mom said, licking her own fingers and nodding, and peppermint. Wait, how did the mother figure this out? Was she going around, hmm, Lick. let's see what this tree tastes like today. Mm, uh, wood, okay. Mm, huh, this one tastes like sap, okay. Let me tongue for the sticky now. And then, <gasps> white chocolate. Like, uh... We did have a vote for, or not a vote, but a uh, theory on one of the, the six words. What are the six words? You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> she was right, Chrissy thought, staring at the tree. Somehow all the bark on their white birch had been replaced with peppermint bark. How did Nick do this? It's my favorite Christmas treat, Chrissy said, but who could have? Suddenly she remembered. The other day she heard Nick out back on the phone with someone. He had been saying... And you're sure this brand of frosting is strong enough to adhere peppermint bark to a birch tree? At the time, she hadn't thought a thing of it. But now, Chrissy smiled and shook her head. She couldn't quite explain, but for some reason, she had a sneaking suspicion that somehow, someone, Nick was involved here. She broke off another piece of peppermint bark and took a bite. Yum, thought Chrissy. It was the perfect combination of white chocolate and peppermint, with a little bit of super adhesive frosting to balance everything out. I know what the six words are. I'm not going to share them. Oh! I will share them at the end of the yes, program. Yes. I want you all to keep guessing what the six words are. Yeah, keep guessing. Um, and for those of you listening to this later on, uh, if you have guesses before we uh, end the video and you don't skip ahead because you're a naughty person, uh, give us uh, what you think they are before you actually hear them. He's sweet and he's cute, but I just don't know if I'm ready, Chrissy told her best friend Holly on the phone. He's so sad. Oh, wait, I didn't think she had any friends. Holly hasn't come up before now in the book because she wasn't necessary as a narrative advice until now. But trust me, behind the scenes, she's been involved the whole time. She's doing course. a lot of classic best friend things. Yeah. You should see their text chains. Of course. Come on, Holly, Chrissy said. Help me out. What do you think I should do? Should Holly be Chrissy's sarcastic best friend from the city? Chrissy's friend whose answer to any problem is shopping. Talking to Chrissy while simultaneously trying to hold another conversation. Oh, uh, hmm, uh, hmm. Hmm, hmm. None of these sound good. Um, <laughs> it's a rom-com. We have to pick one of them. Those side characters are some of the worst. Uh, uh, let's open it up to the audience again. So she should be the sarcastic friend from the city. Uh, the one who always goes shopping. Or, <laughs> or uh, the one that's really busy as well, who I expect would actually be trying to have a conversation with her significant other or children. Um, Amanda suggested that it might be, you are as sweet as peppermint. Oh, that's very cute. But I, incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't that cute. But it's wrong. <laughs> if anyone now or later can tell me what that's from, I, I might send you something, honestly, just out of just pure shock, because that is it's one of my more obscure references. <laughs> so, uh, so audience, do you have a vote for what you would think this person is? What do you think, Con? What should we do? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if 
<laughs> uh, we do have a vote for the sarcastic city girl. I do like that. There um, must be a business in this. Yeah, and the city kind of brings back in. I kind of I I like the idea. Um, uh, so I'm going to say this, and then we'll actually have our vote. I do kind of like the idea of the person who is holding a conversation because the implications of it could be significant other, uh, business, or um, children. And like, besides the business part, like she and Chrissy has not. I want to say like it's her old, her old friend mm -hmm. from the from Candy Cane Falls, but I doubt that that's how it's gonna go. Okay. So we have two votes for the sarcastic city girl. So give me some snark. You got it. You know what else is sweet and cute? Holly asked. A nectarine with googly eyes glued on it. <laughs> and do you know what makes a terrible husband? She paused dramatically for effect. A nectarine with googly eyes glued on it, she concluded. Come on, Chrissy said, I really need your help here. What do I do about Nick? Ew, said Holly. First of all, we can't forget the fact that he's a townie. I know, admitted Chrissy. He's a genuine born and bred Candy Cane Falls townie. So is she. So if you got together, Holly continued, that would mean what? You'd never come back to New York? You'd waste away in Candy Cane Falls? I mean, you may as well move to the moon or worse, she paused in disgust. Queens. <laughs> I wouldn't call it wasting away, Chrissy countered. But she would be lying if she hadn't thought the same thing. She liked doing business in the city, where many businesses and buildings were. What would she do in Candy Cane Falls? There weren't any business buildings there. She crinkled up her nose. Don't crinkle up your nose like that, Holly said. I can hear you doing it through the phone. <laughs> it makes you look like one of those bald sphinx cats. Chrissy tried to relax her face. How did Holly know? How does she do that? You know, Chrissy said, I'm kind of going through something here and some encouragement would be nice. Sorry, Chris, Holly said. You know I love you, but you also know that I pride myself on being brutally honest. That's my whole thing. I've taken my decision to deploy casual, off-putting cruelty towards everyone in my life, and I've somehow successfully rebranded myself into someone who just tells it like it is. Oh, she just tells it like it is. She is sassy. She's just cruel. That's remarkably self-aware, said Chrissy, but just this once, couldn't you? <laughs> if you want someone to make you feel better, Holly interrupted, talk to a doctor. If you want someone to tell you the truth, talk to me. But you are a doctor, Chrissy replied. <laughs> a pediatric neurosurgeon. <laughs> Listen, your kid has about 10% chance to live. Just saying. I tell it like it is. I tell it like it is. I have very poor bedside manner, Holly conceded. But you have to admit, you love me. Is she Elliot Reed? Yes. I say things like, we'll be best friends forever because you already know too much. I have like six fluent and sarcasm coffee mugs because people are always giving them to me saying, it's made me think of you. I'm just a whole situation of a person. I wonder why. <laughs> so you're saying I should let the whole Nick thing go, Chrissy said? I'm just saying, Holly said, it's like my favorite Henry Ford quote. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you can't. I don't think how the quote goes, Chrissy said. Look, Holly continued, I'm just here to act as a sounding board and drive the plot along, so I'm going to let you go. <laughs> Talk to you never, big city forever. Big city forever, Chrissy mumbled. I will never appear in this book again. That was it. She needed to take a walk to clear her head. She had so much to think about. She walked downstairs, opened the front door, and gasped. <gasps> Standing in, who do you think it is? Uh, Cole. Standing in front of her stood Cole. Oh! Dressed in a business suit, Why holding a bouquet there? of business flowers, marigolds, blue bottles, acacias, the MBA bouquet. Her, uh, his arm was raised. <laughs> That's good, right? That was good. I, that, that was one of the better ones. His arm. I want. I only want MBA bouquets from now on. His arm was raised. But none of those are roses. No. Just about to knock. What? What are you doing here, Chrissy? Stammered. Cole cleared his throat. He 
looked nervous. Is there somewhere we can talk, he asked. Here is fine, Chrissy said. She was in shock. Part of her was overwhelmed by how good it felt to see Cole. It had been so long since she'd seen a proper cufflink, and her health was suffering <sighs> for it. Oh, my. But is that a double-breasted suit? Oh. Oh. But the other part of her thought, how dare he show up like this, unannounced? On the porch? Are you serious? Cole asked, looking around. Chrissy stood examining him, expressionless. It's snowy, and I smell white chocolate for some reason. <laughs> okay, he said nervously, pulling a crumpled piece of paper from his pocket. The porch. By the way, he said, admiring the floorboards, how did your mom get the condo association to approve them painting a concrete porch to look like real wood? <laughs> <laughs> this is real wood, said Chrissy, and there aren't any condo associations in Candy Cane Falls. Well, there used to be one, and the members really didn't get along. The only things they had in common were that they ran the condo association and that all three of them loved to sing. It was just nothing but drama between them until a few years ago when there was an emergency done at the middle school at Christmas Eve, and, well, long story short, the only way that everybody could be saved from certain death was if somehow carolers could appear and sing a Christmas melody in perfect three-part harmony. And anyway, this was all going down the same night that the condo board was about to close a huge business deal, but in the end, they decided the Christmas spirit mattered more than making money and buying groceries, so they rushed down to the middle school, sang the medley, and everyone was saved. Anyway, Chrissy finally took a deep breath. They basically disassembled the condo association after that to focus on Christmas caroling full-time. <laughs> uh, no, 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 Nick. Not HOAs. Condo, condo associations. Condo Huge difference. Because if it was an HOA, it would be one really, really, really terrible person and a couple people who just don't care. <laughs> Cole looked like he was going to faint. You're telling me they're currently caroling full-time for their jobs. <laughs> yes. And you're sure that Carol doesn't actually stand for, like, cost analysis report optimization logistician? I'm sure, said Christy. Well, 98% sure. Actually, I heard that this year they're training for a Caroling contest, the big cash prize. It's the exact amount needed, incidentally, to pay what it would cost to rebuild the beloved Advent calendar shop owned by old Mr. Bailey, a staple of the community, a kind older man who had become such a father figure to so many in the town that he was more affectionately known as Felice Navi Dad, but, like, with an <laughs> emphasis on Dad, and who, after the tragic loss of his wife, who died heroically saving the town's children from a roaring tinsel fire, has had nothing to live for but the shop. The twist? The judge of the contest is none other than Marv Meisterberger, the alto caroler's vindictive ex-boyfriend. What will she do? I guess we'll see, but I have a feeling that old Mr. Bailey may have a few tricks up his plush red sleeve yet. Chrissy finished with a wink. Uh, so, th there were at least two references in that. Did you get both of them? Uh, Mr. Bailey and uh, uh, Mario Lopez was in a movie called Feliz Navidad on. Oh, Lifetime. so that's not the other one. Okay, so that's that's a third one. And uh, Meister Burger Burgermeister. Yeah, that's that's the third uh, the third one. But I didn't think you would get Bailey. Yeah, old George Bailey. Yeah, it's Wonderful Life. Okay, yes. I'm yes. like like how I like I Duh. hope. <laughs> Duh, Aaron, come on, get your head out of your ass. I am sorry, you were right. What are you doing? Cole asked, staring at her in horror. I don't know, Chrissy said, shaking her head. I feel like Sorry. I'm... I kind of blacked out there for a second. It happens when I spend too much time away from a robust public transit system. Anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> Cole started to unfold the letter that he still held crumpled in his hand. I have a few things I need to say, he started. Wait, said Chrissy, holding out her hand. Should Chrissy let Cole read the letter or tell Cole that she needs some time alone to think? Well, he's not really said anything at he's this point. He's not said anything yet. He's, hmm. He's not said anything yet. She has said most of everything in this. I want him to read the letter just to hear how bad it is. Because okay. it's like, you and I, we are 
business partners. together. Oh yeah, you gonna yeah, we're gonna want to read this. Sorry okay. guys, we're picking with that. Sorry, yeah. Normally we were opening it up, but I I think I'm gonna let him read the letter. Never mind, said Chrissy, shaking her head. Go ahead, read the letter. <laughs> we we had a vote for letting him speak, so Cole cleared his throat and began to read. Chrissy, I have been trying to find the words to explain how I truly feel about you. I would say I love you, but that feels too simple and straightforward. And I always told myself that if I met the woman I loved, I wouldn't just tell her I loved her. I would woo her with a series of office product-related similes. So, Chrissy, without you, my heart is like the copier on the fourth floor. Broken. <laughs> without you, my soul is like sensitive documents fed with the power chop 9000. Shredded. Without you, I'm like a stapler without staples. Empty. Empty. Without you, I am like one of those pieces of generic hotel art still in its shrink wrap that you use to decorate your office walls. Depressing. <laughs> Without you, I am like a pencil after you just slammed the pencil down on your desk in anger because you made some money but not a lot of money. Broken. Pointless. Oh. Without you, I'm like a blue whiteboard marker. Blue. <laughs> Without you, my compliments feel like my Slack chat when I just need a break from the chatter. Minimized. Without you, I'm like that whoopee cushion you got one year for Secret Santa, which you immediately stabbed with a pair of scissors because you hate Christmas and mischief, and Julie, who got your name, didn't realize. Deflated. Deflated. Without you, my memory of our time together is like using a Sharpie to write on a whiteboard. It cannot be erased. Without you, I'm like a piece of generic scotch tape and two pieces of literally anything, barely holding it together. Without you, I remember how, not unlike a fine powder used in laser printers, compared to my other ex-girlfriends, your arms were just toner. Without, oh. you, without you, I am like two pieces of construction paper held together by a dried-out glue stick. It's clear we aren't together. I guess what I'm saying is that I love you and I want you back, and I also, as I write this, I'm sitting at your old desk, just kind of looking around the physical objects remaining in your office. You left a lot behind. If it's okay with you, I'm suing the rubber band ball. Warm regards, Cole, senior management at Big Business Company. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, Henry Ford. More money, fewer problems. Me. When he was done reading. <laughs> you, you, you miss 100% of shots you don't take. <laughs> Boa, Michael Scott. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Uh, <laughs> as you're doing this, is like Nick and Greg just says, oh, this is terrible. Stop. Stop. When he was done reading, Cole folded the paper back up and put it in his pocket. He looked at Chrissy expectantly. Well, he said, Chrissy's head was reeling. That's a lot of similes to sort through, she finally managed. Is it okay if I have some time to think? Cole's face fell, but he nodded anyway. You're like a toddler's diaper, full of shit. Okay, he said, with a false brightness. Sure. So this is your mom's house, then, Cole asked after a pause. Where does she do business and have meetings? Two years of dating, and somehow he had managed to avoid coming to Canakeen Falls until now. She doesn't really do that, Chrissy explained. Cole poked his head inside the front door. I mean, surely there's a conference room in here or something. Chrissy shook her head. What are these chairs without wheels? If Cole had just wanted to give her a letter, he could have mailed it or emailed it, which is what they called it in Canakeen Falls when an elf courier delivered letters to your doorstep. Why show up in person? Cole, what are you actually doing here? She asked again. Cole straightened his back. I am here to ask you two things, he said. The first question is from Big Business Company. I'm here to let you know that if you're still up for it, there's a junior executive position with your name on it, specifically Junior Executive Chrissy. They always knew they never should have <laughs> They always knew they should have never let you go, 
they especially knew it when their profits immediately dipped when you left. <laughs> so they'd love for you to come back. Cressy clapped her hand over her mouth. And the second question, Cole continued, is a question I should have asked a long time ago. He dropped to one knee. Oh, come on. Chrissy, Kristen, Christopher, Jesus. will you marry me? Should Chrissy say yes or stop for a second to think about it? <laughs> what so should we already, happen we already here? Have, we already, it was a very early vote, but we had a, already had a vote to get, get, get the his fuck out. ass out of there. <laughs> get out of here. Cole. I, I, I seriously want to hear what Nick and Greg, yeah, Nick and Greg say ditch him. So I guess the uh, only other one is to take a moment and think about it, you know, as one does. As one does after he broke up with her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Nick is Nick and Greg have said ditch him and then came up with it. Ditch him. Ditch him. Uh, yes. Good. Because the story would have been over otherwise. Because that would be the end of that. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to stop for a second to think about this. Um, Amanda and Chris have said, uh, we've gone into Hallmark stories, so say no. Yep. Yeah, no one gets a happy ending in these. That way. With that business, way. That business way. isn't a happy ending. Okay. I would want to know what she, uh, like, I, I want to know, like, after the fact, what she, uh, uh, if what would happen if she said yes. If it would be like, oh, great. So we're going to tear down Candy Cane Falls and blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's some, yeah, there's something about uh, minimalist apartments. Uh, playing big city polo on miniature horses <laughs> and uh, getting a pair of purebred greyhounds that they dress in Argyle sweaters that they call the children. Uh, so uh, it's a good thing we didn't go there. <laughs> wow. Chrissy took a deep breath. Her mind was racing, ping-ponging between Cole and Nick. Nick oh. and Cole. Slow down, she told herself. Take something to think about it. There's no hurry. What's the worst thing that ever came from someone waiting a long while before answering a question? Before Chrissy could answer Cole, she heard a noise from the side of the house. She turned to see Nick staring at them, holding a bouquet of candy canes with a ribbon tied around them. He stared at her and Cole for a few more seconds. Then the bouquet fell from his hands, and he turned and ran, leaving candy canes shattered on the ground behind him. No, wait, Nick! Chrissy called, running to the side of the house. Come back! But Nick was gone. Cole was still on one knee on the front porch. Cole, I, I have a lot to think about. Chrissy called back toward the porch. Is it okay if I have some more time by myself before answering? Cole stood up and brushed off his suit. He looked annoyed. If you need me, he said, I'll be in the naughty or nice suite at the second best Western. He spun on his heel. Second best. Not first best, second best. <laughs> he spun on his heel and marched back to his car, a red sports car with a custom license plate reading WRNG for you. Ah! <laughs> he slammed on the gas and the wheels spun, kicking up dirt and snow, splattering the Christmas decorations with mud. Then, just as suddenly as he had arrived, he was gone. And so was Nick. Oh, poor Nick. Poor Nick. Scene six, the pining montage. <laughs> um, I will let you, I will go ahead and let you know we are running a little bit long. Um, How are we? We're well over an hour. We're about to get to the, like, there's only two pages left before scene seven, which is, okay. I guess, the finale. Yeah. So if you guys are able to stick with us, we're going we're gonna to get through this. We're going to make it here. Chrissy sat in the living room, staring out the window. A very sad, minor-key version of We Wish You a Merry Christmas played in the background. It was from an old record of her dad's, one called Bummer Versions of Your Favorite Christmas Tunes for setting the scene emotionally. More likely, don't wish you a Merry Christmas, Chrissy muttered. She held up one of her hands and slapped with the other. Good one, Chrissy, she said to herself, like a person who is doing well emotionally. 
She put her head into her hands and stared out the window. Then she crossed her arms and stared out the window. Then she leaned her head against it. She was trying to find the pose that would look as sad as she felt. Finally, she settled on leaning her head against the window with her arms crossed and moving her head in such a way that it wrote the word sad in the fog on the glass. What was she going to do? She had blown it with Nick. That much was clear. She did not need to have a follow-up conversation with him to know that for sure. They had had a misunderstanding, and that was simply that. There was no chance of giving him a call and letting him know what the actual situation was and seeing if they could talk through it. The very idea made her laugh. No. <laughs> Nick was gone for good. Goodbye forever, Nick. But did she want to be this with is, Cole? This is like the sad version of when Batman says no and then like goes up the stairs. <laughs> Just a few weeks ago, she would have said yes. Absolutely. But that was before Nick. Before Candy Cane Falls. Before all of this. Had she changed? <gasps> She needed to do some serious thinking. Should Chrissy walk back to the porch to do her thinking or go to her serious thinking spot to do her thinking? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to leave this one up to the audience. Back to the porch or to her serious thinking spot? If I would make a... Um, if it were up to me, I would actually say um, the serious thinking spot, but I do want to hear what everyone else says. Sad. Sad. Yeah, so right, sad. Hang, hang on. Here, there you go. <laughs> uh, may I choose this time? Sure. I haven't gotten to choose one yet. All right. I'm going to say the serious thinking spot. If she has a serious, it's, it's capitalized. She has one. Serious. It's made for this. Uh, Amanda and Chris aren't sure, and Nick and Greg said serious thinking spot. So I think you uh, made the right choice. Excellent. She'd go to the same place she did whenever she had serious thinking to do. Her serious thinking spot. Serious. Not ten minutes later, and Chrissy was lacing up her ice skates. Serious. Staring out at the frozen lake. Serious. She sighed happily. Serious. There's nothing better than a good skate to clear her mind. Chrissy eased out onto the lake. It had been years since she'd been skating. She'd been too busy assembling action items, thinking about her bottom line, to even bother in New York. There was the big rink outside of Rockefeller Center, but one look at all the bulky, non-black sweaters, and one listen to all of the, oh, sorry's, and I forget you're bumping into me, that's a neighborly's way, and she knew. Everyone on that ring was a Midwestern tourist. <laughs> well, sorry about that, Dur. <laughs> Plus, once she'd been walking past a busy cafe in Manhattan when she heard a group of professionals laughing. One of the women said, Ice skating? What a small town, non-business thing to do. Ever since, she'd been embarrassed what used to be her favorite hobby. But now, as she sliced across the ice, cutting loops and twirls, all of it came back to her. It was just like riding a bike. A very cold, slippery bike without wheels. <laughs> One where you could seriously get injured. She leapt in the air and spun. For a moment, she was breathless, and then relief, a perfect landing. Of course. What wasn't perfect, she and thought. And what did the judges say? Tens across the board. No, 12, 25. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That was very good, hon. What wasn't perfect, she thought, was the situation she was in. Nice transition, she said to herself. Maybe when she figured all this out, she could be a writer. But for now, the question, did she want Nick or did she want Cole? Cole represented everything she loved about her life in New York City. He was tall, like a building. His hairsprayed hair was hard, like a sidewalk. <laughs> he ran really inconsistently, like the subway. <laughs> <laughs> but more than that, she loved how sophisticated she felt when she was with him. She loved having coffee dates where they both just checked away on their laptops, never once making eye contact, but occasionally slapping each other a high five. 
She liked walking briskly with him, comparing briefcase reviews, and going to the nicest, mostly dimly lit restaurants where the servings were so small that they could not be seen with a naked eye. <laughs> she liked the way he looked in suits and the way he defended himself in lawsuits. For a busy business lady in New York, she couldn't imagine a better partner. And then there was Nick. Nick represented a slower, calmer life. One where she could imagine herself watching the sun go down from a porch swing, admiring the way the light danced out the candy cane fields. He maybe didn't have much need for business suits, but the way that he wore rolled up flannels and chunky fisherman sweaters certainly suited him just fine. Mm -hmm. She gave herself a little high five for the suit pun. Plus, he was kind and generous and funny, and his abs were so nice they almost made her mad. It was a dilemma. Should Chrissy get some advice from a mysterious stranger or keep thinking and skating? Ooh, this is definitely one I want to hear from the audience. So it'll take a second because there's just a little bit of a delay. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm all of a sudden thinking of uh, was it the Ice Queen, Ice Princess, uh, Disney, uh, Disney movie original or Disney Channel original? Um, I don't think I know that one. It actually stars uh, Julie or Juliet from um, or one of them stars Juliet from uh, uh, Psych. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. There are two, so many different ways that this could go. Okay. These are, oh, no, never mind. You're good. <laughs> okay. So, Mysterious Stranger, or does she keep skating? Oh, I have an idea of what would happen if she keeps skating. I don't think it would be that, but, I mean, it's a Hallmark movie parody, so. What do we think? Uh, Getting some thinking from Nick and Greg. Uh, so, here's my... Uh, Oh, we have a, a interesting. We have a uh, vote for keep skating. Okay. Uh, and then Nick and Greg say stranger. So I guess it would be up to you. Can tie break. Okay. I feel like the mysterious stranger is gonna be a fun one. I feel like if we do the skating, she's like gonna hit a patch of thin ice and fall through. And then, like, Nick is going to come save her or something like that. Oh, I see. Yes. I, that does seem very, very hallmark Hallmarky, yeah. Um, <sighs> I like your idea. What, the keep skating? Yeah. All right, so we're going to go with Amanda again. Sorry, Nick and Greg. We're going to ignore the mysterious stranger. Uh, they talk about uh, whoever they are uh, dressed in their red suit with white piping, black boots, white beard, and big burlap sack. Uh they talk about ice skating uh, credentials for a while, but we're going to skip straight ahead. To I'm actually kind of glad that we skipped that now. I thought it was going to be like her dad in disguise, not Santa. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. And they also mysteriously missed away. So we'll see how that goes. But <laughs> what but about Tiny Tim? What about the Tiny Tim ghost? Tiny Box Tim. That must have been part of the story. We'll never know because there was a lot to sort through. Luckily, she prided herself on her ability to prioritize. So she had just started thinking about Nick's abs again when it happened. Yeah. A loud pop and snap beneath her skates. Before she could even react, the ice under her feet gave way, and she plunged into the freezing water below. Aaron, you son of a gun, you should write for Hallmark. Aaron calls a shot. It's out of the park. It's out of the park. And we are on to scene seven. The kiss. <gasps> Not the kiss. Anything but the kiss. Oh, my God. Help, Chrissy screamed. Help, help, help. Chrissy thrashed about in the freezing water, craning her neck, looking desperately around the park for anyone, but her fears were quickly confirmed. There was no one else around. Nope. She tried to hoist herself up onto the ice, but every time she did, it collapsed in pieces beneath her weight and tumbled into the cold water. Okay, so that wasn't going to work. What should she do now? She could only tread water for so long. She started thinking about survival books she had read. Suddenly, she remembered. 
She was supposed to go let her body go limp. She stopped treading water, relaxed her body, and immediately sank toward the bottom of the lake. <laughs> she struggled to swim back to the surface. Not that the right situation, Chrissy. And then finally breaking the surface, she coughed and gasped for air. Right, she remembered. The going limp thing was for quicksand, not frozen lakes. Nope. <laughs> it wasn't the first time she'd been hoodwinked by advice about quicksand, and it certainly wouldn't be the last. <laughs> you know, when I was a child, I thought quicksand would be much more of a problem than it is now. But we simply don't have time to go into all of that right now. What was she going to do? Her limbs were already numb with cold, and she could feel her muscles burning from keeping her above water. She was not going to last. That's when she heard it. A faint tickling, like bells. The same sound she'd heard so many times since coming to Candy Cane Falls, coming from deep in the depths of the black water. Should Chrissy dive into the water to investigate the sound, or keep treading water and not, you know, submerge yourself in 39-degree water. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to let you know uh, these. this does not end in her death. So Okay. The, the, one of these does not end in her tragic death. <laughs> Good, because the twinkling of the bells, like, it sounds like, oh, honey, your father had a brain condition before he passed away. It was that he kept hearing tinkling bells. It seems like you have the same affliction. And then she dies in the hospital. Um, ooh, we've got to vote for going after the sound. Oh, boy. Oh, we're about to make some bad decisions here. <laughs> okay. And we've got two votes. Let's go after the sound. Throw oh. caution to the wind. Here we go, guys. Let's make a bad decision here. <laughs> How many times had Chrissy heard the mysterious sound? The mysterious ticking noise. It had been everywhere this past week. In her Uber. At her mom's house. Whenever the topic of her father's tragic death was broached. In the streets. In stores. Potentially at that Bell concert? Well, that last one it was hard to say for sure, but it had to mean something. Chrissy decided she was going to find out. She took a deep breath, and she dove under the water. At first, it was nothing but black, murky water. But then below her, she saw something. Far in the distance. A faint light. She swam down deeper to the distant light and sound of the bells, which grew louder and the deeper she swam. Hark, her lungs how the bells, sweet silver, silver bells. bells. Her lungs were burning, but still she swam farther and farther down until the light began to take shape. It began to look less like a light and more like a face, a beautiful woman's face. And finally she saw it. It wasn't just any woman's face. It was Candace Cameron Burr's face. It had to be a mirage, but it also looked so lifelike that Chrissy almost wanted to reach out and touch it. She hardly had time to take in the blurry, watery details of Candace Cameron Burr's face, its warmth and openness, but also its mutability, able to transform from beleaguered hockey mom just trying to win the cookie contest to condo development villain with a snap of the director's fingers. You could say that she'd been typecast, Chrissy started to think, but in a way, you could also make the argument that she had defined typecasting altogether. But she stopped that train of thought when she saw that Candace Cameron Burr Mirage was trying to say something. Chrissy squinted in the dark, trying to read Candace Cameron Burr's lips. At last... She could just barely begin to make out something. Swim to the surface right now. You will drown. The bells thing is not magic. There are just a lot of bells in this town. Okay, uh, so 
I need I need some help here <laughs> from everybody. Is Candace Cameron Burt a DJ from Full House? Has she been in a lot of these Hallmark movies or something? Like this is <laughs> I I Okay, just go. Just okay. go. Just go. What could she possibly mean? Chrissy didn't have time to figure it out. Her lungs were on fire. She swam as fast and as hard as she could back to the surface and burst through the water. And that's when she heard the voices. Two men's voices calling for her. Chrissy? Chrissy! Don't drown! One of them shouted, We're coming! That sounds familiar, Chrissy thought. The shouting was coming from the woods. Out here! She screamed as loud as she could. There was a flurry of footsteps, and then... Moments later, Cole and Nick burst from the trees near the edge of the lake. When they, saw sight of, when they caught sight of Chrissy in the water, they both sprinted to the shore. Are you okay? asked Nick. Stay calm. I'm coming to get you. He eased his foot out into the ice and cracked spiderwebbed out from his weight. It's not safe, Chrissy said. The ice won't hold. You'll have to try something else. Should Cole try to rescue Chrissy with what he thinks is an inner tube or turn to his phone for help? If I were thinking what um, what Cole would do, what Cole would do, what I would Cole say would he do. would turn to his phone. All right, then we're gonna turn to his phone. Uh, we will miss the section where Cole thought that opening a briefcase doubled as an inner tube. It absolutely does not. Chrissy, stay calm. I'll figure this out," said Cole, pulling his phone out of his pocket. Nick stepped back from the ice and dropped to the ground in a crouch, putting his head between his knees. "Come on," he whispered to himself. "Think, think, think." Cole stepped back towards the woods. Better reception, he called. Then looking at his phone and typing, he muttered, Friend, fallen, in ice, what to do? No, that's not good. Maybe how escape from frozen lake wiki? No, that's not good either. <laughs> Suddenly, Nick shot to his feet. The candy canes, he yelled, and ripped his backpack off. He turned it over and dumped it out. It was stocked full of freshly harvested candy canes, freshly harvested and uncut, a hook on each end. Quickly, he got to work creating a giant chain of candy canes. You want to help here? Nick called back to Cole as he got busy hooking one candy cane onto another. Cole waved him off without looking up from his phone. He was still mumbling. Ask Jeeves how to save friend from frozen lake or pond? He looked up. Is this a lake or a pond? Nick ignored him. By that time, he created a cane of candy canes so long it just might reach Chrissy. He grabbed one end, gave it an expert lasso, and tossed the candy cane chain out toward Chrissy. It landed on the rope on the ice right next to her. Chrissy, grab onto the candy cane rope, Nick cried. Chrissy reached out of the water and gripped one of the striped candies in her hand. Got it, she yelled. Then she felt a tug at the line, and her body was pulled up, up and out of the water. Nick still on the shoreline, straining with the effort of hauling her in. The candy cane stretched and they strained, but they did not break. God, Nick thought, if only one of the mass candy cane manufacturers were here right now, I'd point to this and I'd say, here, here is the difference a homegrown candy cane makes. <laughs> Nick pulled and pulled in the candy cane rope and tug after tug after tug, Chrissy was slowly pulled across the ice and water. And then finally, with one final terrific pull, Nick yanked her out of the lake and onto dry land. He ripped off his jacket and draped it over her shoulders. She was soaking wet and freezing and couldn't stop her teeth from chattering. Nick took one look at her and then ripped his sweater off, too, handing it to her. She tugged it over her head and on. Nick was now wearing just his undershirt, a white T-shirt that had a photo of two golden retrievers on it. Who rescued whom? The text below the photo read. He took a step closer to her. 
Nice trick with the candy canes. Percy smiled, her teeth chattering. They call me the cowboy of candy cane falls, he smiled back. Or at least maybe now they will. She inched closer to him and looked into his eyes. I'm not going back to New York, she said. You're not going back to New York, Nick repeated. And then he kissed her. He <gasps> oh. smelled like peppermint. After a few magical minty moments, Chrissy pulled back from the kiss to study Nick's face. But while she did, she heard a commotion behind her. Cole had finally looked up from his phone. He turned it over, nearly tripping over himself. Chrissy, he cried, you're okay. Sorry, I was looking for ways to rescue you. But then I went down this internet hole and you have to see this video. It's from the top ten most hilarious ice rescue fails. And it... Chrissy put her hand over Cole's mouth to shut him up. And then she kissed Nick again. Our final scene. A final Merry Christmas. Okay, so there's so much to unpack here. So much to unpack. Give, okay. me, give it down. Okay, so first off, uh, <laughs> Amanda is, a, is adoring this. Uh, Nick and Greg said that this is the only way that you can use the word uncut in a novel and not be a dirty story. Uh, and then we did actually have agreements that he would go on his phone. <laughs> so uh, Nick so kindly uh, put the IMDb page for Candace Cameron Burr on in the comments. And oh my God, this poor woman has been in 10. No. 10 TV Christmas movies. That's not counting the other movies that TV movies that aren't Christmas movies, including one that came out this year. Oh, what was it? Uh, da, 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 da. If I only had Christmas. Stop it. No, that's not the name. That is the name. It gets worse. Uh, Christmas Town. I'm going to save that one for last. Switched for Christmas. A Christmas Detour. Uh, Christmas Under Wraps. Let It Snow. Uh, the Heart of Christmas, Moonlight and Mistletoe. I may have actually missed that one, uh, or that was either the, uh, that might actually have been the first one, and the best one, a shoe addict's Christmas. Stop! Stop! No! Cancel the world! Cancel it! We're done. I guess. Thank God for Fuller House, even though that's already done again. Bless Ken. She is Cameron in another Burr. series called uh, a, a Woman's Name Mystery, so that's kind of interesting. And, yeah, and Nick and Greg says a shoe addict's Christmas. Good lord, yeah. bless her heart. Oh my goodness! So <sighs> let's end this mamma jamma with a bang, then, oh, in oh. a story that Candace Cameron Burr would be proud of. Yes, I God, I hope so. <laughs> Chrissy's childhood home was packed with people. Great party, mom! Chrissy yelled. What? Her mom yelled back. It's too loud in here. I can't hear you. I said, great party, Mom, Chrissy yelled even louder. Thanks, her mom called back. I got them on sale. What was initially, oh, I see a face. What is it? Th this cannot be the synopsis for this movie. For Shoe Addicts Christmas? She gets locked in, a, in at work in a department store all alone. Save the ghost of Christmas past. Stop it. No, okay, we do have to watch this one now. I said stop it too many times. We have to watch it. We're going to finish this, and we're going to go watch a shoe at X Christmas. We're going to review that. <laughs> yeah, what we're, we're going to do. What was initially supposed to be Chrissy's family Christmas dinner had instead transformed into a full-on Christmas bash. Or had it suddenly become a gala? No, that wasn't it, Chrissy thought to herself. What was the word she was looking for? It went up her tongue. Then she remembered, soiree, she cried in excitement. Oh, no problem, the man next to her responded. Chrissy looked at him in confusion and then shrugged and moved on. That was another thing about Chrissy. She didn't know how to pronounce soiree. <laughs> call it whatever kind of party you want but the fact was that it felt like half the town had shown up that night the friendly people of candy cane falls just couldn't help it 
When they heard the good news of Chrissy's miraculous ice rescue and the budding romance between her and Nick, they had to come see for themselves. This was just the kind of narrative that people in Kennecane Falls cared deeply about <laughs> and celebrated and forced themselves into so they would feel they were part of it, I guess. Either way, Chrissy was choosing to believe that it was sweet and not actually super creepy and inappropriate, which, if she thought about it for even a moment longer, she would determine it might actually be. Yeah. But there was no time to think about that. She had a Christmas party to enjoy. How should this Christmas story end? There are seven choices. Jesus crow. All right. Okay. So before we yes. make the choice, before we even hear the choices, the IMDb synopsis <laughs> for a shoe addict's Christmas, which might be on our list for next year. Uh, which has a whopping 6.7, which actually is better than I would expect. Noelle's life stopped. <laughs> Noelle's life stopped when her boyfriend broke up with her on Christmas Eve three years ago. A handsome fireman moves in above her. She gets locked in at work in a department store all alone, save the ghost of Christmas past. Every time I paused was a period. Woof. Three years ago. Period. A handsome fireman moves above her. Period. That's like that's bullet points. That's the business meeting. Like, <laughs> make sure we get all these in. Oh my god, this. Let me read out the choices. Okay, let me read let, out the yeah, choices. We're gonna go and, back and and finish this story first before we start a new story. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let, let's let's finish this meal before we move on to the next one. Speaking of which, I'm starving. So let's go. How should this Christmas story end? We discover that someone has secretly been royalty all along. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a mysterious knock at the door that changes the course of the whole evening. Okay. Chrissy has a very sudden, brief epiphany. Okay. Chrissy discovers the secret meaning of her name. Okay. We meet a precocious child who has all the right things to say. Okay. Chrissy and Nick have a sobering realization that they may have rushed into this. No. <laughs> Chris, the mysterious old man from Kennecane Falls who no one seems to realize is Santa Claus, even though he dresses like him and says a lot of mysterious holiday magic-sounding things, makes a meaningful appearance. We never got to meet Chris. No. We, we could have if we, we had gone into got... town or met the mysterious man. I feel like it would be unsatisfactory for this ending. Yeah. So, yeah, that's out. I think them sobering up and realizing this might be a little rushing a little bit. That's out. Uh, the precocious <laughs> child is fun. Um... Discovering royalty is just way too much. Uh, a mysterious knock at the door that changes the course of the whole evening. I'm kind of leaning towards that, that one. That's a, that's a really good one. I think Let's try to get it to two or three choices. Okay. Chrissy has a very sudden, brief epiphany. Chrissy discovers the meaning of her name. That Actually, I think those three right there. Um, mysterious knock, uh, name origins, and then... Um, the sudden, brief epiphany. Sudden, brief epiphany. So <laughs> I can make a prediction for the name... Which would be hilarious. Uh, so we do have a vote for the knock at the door. Okay. Uh, if you were to choose one of those three. Oh, it's the knock at the door for Knock me. the door. So that'd be two, uh, two votes for knocks at the door. So we're waiting for one more vote. And then we're going to make a decision to end this mamma jamma. Mamma jamma. Oh, man. I, I, I can predict. If we don't choose the, the name, can I make the prediction? Can I call my shot again? Sure. What do you want to call? Uh, no, no, I'll do it after we make the choice. Sure, okay. So, um, waiting just another moment. See if we get another vote. Oh, boy. <laughs> I will tell you the sudden brief epiphany. I will say it. That okay. will be the one. We aren't doing that one. I'm going right. to tell you. No, uh, we've got, uh, we're going to do the knock of the door that changes the course of the evening. 
so my called shot for the name yeah. is that she's actually like the spirit of Christmas or she is some sort of Christmas angel or she is Santa. Okay. Or her dad was Santa or something like that. Interesting. Okay. So, so what if- is a, br- a brief epiphany? Oh my goodness. Chrissy suddenly cried. Coal. Like coal. The end. I'm so glad we did not pick that. So glad we didn't pick that one, guys. Um, so then you also were curious about the secret meaning of her name. Pause oh. for effect. Oh, God, no. Terrible. Terrible, no. Okay. They but know. no, I mean, what did you think her name was? It was either, it's, because it's, whatever, it's, it's Chrissy, so like Christmas or Christmas spirit or something like that. Or Literally, that her name is Christmas. Her real name is Christmas. Thank God. Okay, yeah, go to the knock. We have picked the perfect one. Okay, there's yeah, a serious knock. knock at the door. Here we go. Just then, there's a sharp rap on the door. Chrissy couldn't imagine who it might be. It seemed as though the whole town was already in her mom's living room. Still, she walked to the front door and pulled it open. Outside stood a woman who looked almost exactly like her. Staring at her face, Chrissy realized it was like looking into a mirror. Staring at the woman, she wondered, is this really what I look like? Like a knockoff celebrity? Like the generic brand of, say, Blake Lively, who producers love because she costs significantly less to book? <laughs> Chrissy shook her head. There's something to think about later. It was clear her doppelganger had something to say. My name's Noelle, said the doppelganger breathlessly, and I don't have much time to explain, but I need everyone at this party to come with me to the town square right away. Something in the tone of her voice made Chrissy realize she was serious. Probably the serious tone. <laughs> okay, Chrissy said, but what should I tell everyone I need them for? Justice, Noelle said solemnly. This sounded important. Hey, everyone, Chrissy yelled back to the kitchen where most of the guests had been gathering. Get your coats and shoes on. We need to go to the town square for justice. A big cheer justice. went up. Chrissy turned back to Nick and shrugged. I guess Noel and shrugged. I guess it's that point in the evening where everyone's ready for justice, she said. As the group of partygoers marched through the snow in a justice, long line. Justice, 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 justice. Behind Noel and Chrissy, Noel tried to quickly summarize the situation. You aren't aware of what's been going on, she explained to Chrissy, because we don't know each other. But while you've been having your whole Christmas crisis, I've been having one of my own. It's a very long story, but here are the basics. I own a beloved ornament shop in the middle of town. It belonged to my grandfather, who raised me, so on top of being the sole source of income for my son and me, it's also a sentimental piece of property. Chrissy nodded. She knew the place Noel was referring to. Ho Ho Hornaments. It was a terrible name, but a wonderful store, beloved by all the townspeople. So beloved, Chrissy thought, that it would be unequivocally tragic if a soulless real estate conglomerate bought the land out from under the shop so that it could knock the building down and build luxury condos in a place. (laughs) No, Nick, they're not hanging a uh, gingerbread man. (laughs) But a few weeks ago, Noel continued, a soulless real estate conglomerate told us it had bought the land from under the shop so it could knock the building down and build luxury condos in its place. Chrissy gasped. It was unequivocally tragic. They put a little nugget at the beginning. Hmm. All right. Anyway, Noelle said, speeding up her pace, when Declan Halls, the representative for the soulless real estate conglomerate, came to town, I knew right away what kind of person I was dealing with. He was heartless, cruel, seemingly driven entirely by money. But after weeks of bickering and tension between us, we fought like brother and sister almost, especially like a brother who was both attracted to and trying to financially ruin his sister. <laughs> there was a series of complicated and highly unlikely circumstances that slowly softened his heart, which eventually led to his somehow directing the school Christmas play. And as co-directors, yes, I also was inexplicably involved with the play, as I'm sure you've already guessed. He and I had a very romantically charged moment on stage while line reading from Mary and Joseph. And ever since then, it just kind of felt like our differences might actually be our strength. Anyway, at the very least, I thought he had softened up enough that he might actually call the whole demolition off 
but then his out-of-town boss showed up out of nowhere and seemed like Declan was suddenly torn between his old life and his new life, so he and I got into a huge fight and he stormed out and I haven't heard from him since. Chrissy nodded. New life versus old life was very classic. And tonight, Noel explained, is a scheduled demolition. The wrecking ball is waiting outside Ho-Ho Hornaments. And I'm afraid that in order to prove his loyalty to his evil boss, Declan is going to man the demolition himself. So where do we come in? Chrissy asked, gesturing vaguely at the huge group of partygoers marching the snow behind them. If Declan is going to do this, Noel concluded somberly, I'm at least going to make him look into the eyes of the townspeople whose lives he is destroying. Her timing was perfect. Just as, she just as she finished her thought, Noelle, Chrissy, and the entire group found themselves standing in the town square. There, to their left, stood the cheery exterior of Ho-Ho Hornaments, and parked right in front of it stood a terrifying, massive crane. And even though the crane was covered in a large tarp for protection from the snow, it was immediately clear that this was the kind of crane that held a wrecking ball. A handsome man stood next to the crane, looking nervous. They had arrived when he was mid-speech. And so, the handsome man continued gesturing toward the crane, I think it's clear I have made my choice. That's Declan, Noel whispered to Chrissy, pointing at the handsome man. He's the one I was telling you about. Next to Declan stood a man with a pencil-sharp mustache, wearing an insulated fur-lined tuxedo and chuckling evilly. This is exactly why I hired you, Declan, he said, rubbing his hands together gleefully, greedily. I knew you'd come to your <laughs> senses. Now let's tear off that tarp. Looking nervous, Declan nodded and grabbed hold of the tarp. He took a deep breath. I have made my choice, Mr. Moneybags, he said, staring his boss in the eyes, and this is my choice. He ripped the tarp from the crane. The crowd gasped, because what they could see now is that there was a ball suspended at the top of the tall yellow crane, but it wasn't a wrecking ball. It was a massive wrecking ball-sized Christmas ornament. The crowd burst into cheers. Declan turned to the crowd and searched out Noelle's eyes. I choose Christmas, he said, and then the two rushed into each other's arms. On the walk back to the house, Chrissy linked arms with her mom. That would have been a fun narrative to experience, Chrissy admitted. It would have, her mom agreed. Just then, it started to snow. A perfect evening, Chrissy said, smiling. And here I was, thinking we wouldn't have a white Christmas, her mom replied. I guess it's just like my favorite Henry Ford quote says. Weather. You think you can, or you think you can't? You're right, Chrissy said. And hey, at least one other person learned that business is bad tonight. That's a win in my book, her mother added. Chrissy smiled and nodded squeezing her mom's arm tight. These days, they really were in the business of hating business. And business was good. The end. You okay over there, Aaron? It hurts! Are you okay it there? hurts so <laughs> much. <laughs> Why would the author do that to us? The end. Okay. Like, it's an entire other movie shoved into, like, three paragraphs. Like, why? <laughs> uh, Nick, uh, <laughs> uh, Nick said, yeah, asked if they were gonna hang, if they were hanging a ginger man, gingerbread man. Uh, <laughs> uh, he is so done. But, um, <laughs> breaking three, Candy Cane Falls instead of breaking two, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, I see. Yeah. The saccharine is just seeping off the page. Yeah, I'm surprised you're not feeling a little sticky after that. I feel a little sticky. So, is there anything else? Because we, I want to know the six words that every woman wants to hear. Yes, I will. I will tell you the six words. Uh, if you have your guess, make make that guess in your mind right now. If you're watching live, type it in. I want you all to guess what the six words are that every woman wants to hear. Um, I will tell you already. 
these are not the six words every woman wants to hear. I've read the six words. This woman does not want to hear them. And yet somehow it is here. I control you. You know. Um, Sandwich wench. <laughs> it is not that. You have, uh, some of you have guessed correctly, it is a Christmas themed six words. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll say the six words and then end. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for everyone who tuned in to help us make choices. I think we made the best choices, all things considered. I really liked everything that we did. I liked how it went. I like that Aaron could figure out that she was going to fall through the ice. Called it. Call it. It's on the board. Uh, I love the ending that we picked. I'm glad that she finally got Cole was Cole. That really made my day. No, that was awful. Uh, but I had the best time going through this book with you guys. Oh, that's a good one, Amanda. What do we have? So we've got two guesses. Sure. Um, I will all. I will. I will love you always, dear. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Amanda's husband Chris uh, says, "I will buy that for you." Oh, those are both very good. Very very good cho- uh, guesses, guys. Um, yes, thank you for listening. Uh, and, both and watching. Uh, and commenting and everything. And uh, we are looking forward to moving on out of this um, wretched, wretched year. Just flat tire of a year. Just Just such a disappointment. Um, And we are looking forward to 2021. We've got some great ideas, um, some stuff already kind of lined up. Um, uh, Nothing huge, obviously, but uh, we have enjoyed doing this um, to the extent we we may do another Choose Your Own Adventure. So I want to especially thank Rianne Conk because this was fantastic i want to know what else that she has done or they have done uh i don't know but if she does any more choose your own adventure stuff playing on the tropes of something she's a winner in my book i think she did just the best job definitely go out and purchase build your own christmas movie romance for yourself and you can make your own magical rom-com story it was fantastic perfect thing to do every christmas make it part of your annual holiday (laughs) tradition uh yes and i will not agree with that nick it's not march 306 saying that march never truly ended oh gosh yeah uh but yes thank you uh and then be sure to check out audible uh for fangirl and get that for free audibletrial.com slash married to the idea and uh be sure to check out bookshop.org to help support local booksellers uh support local businesses in general and do you have anything else final to add? I really don't want to tell you the six words. I want to know the six words. It hurt me so good. It's not going to hurt you. It's going to hurt me. Oh. Um, and you are going to laugh your ass off when I tell you this. Okay, I'm just... And remember always that uh, the true meaning of Christmas is Christmas. The six words that everyone wants to hear. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Oh! <laughs> it's Market. I can't. can't. Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. <laughs> okay. Oh, what a note to end on. Oh. Um. And as always, she's Elizabeth. He's Aaron. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. It's canon. <laughs>